As the new school year approaches, I'm going to talk about something that all teachers have to start thinking about. Teachers need to build community in the classroom, whether they're with the students all day, or whether they see large groups of students that change classes as on the high school level. So even though this podcast is going to be directed toward students with disabilities, the same idea holds true for all students. Building community in the classroom helps to prevent classroom management issues. And I'll go into that in great detail in this podcast. My view on classroom management from former podcasts, as you know, is based on creating a safe, welcoming respectful and responsive learning environment. I call this the restorative approach to classroom management, and that's known by other names such as positive discipline, teaching social emotional learning skills, and sometimes known as PBIS. And all of these formal programs have the same aim. The aim for all of these formal programs of classroom management is to establish a culture of acceptance, to build rapport among students, and when you think about it, the aim is also to integrate families. All of these goals are essential to building community in the classroom. What kind of community do we want to build? When we think about it, we want to build a community that promotes positive classroom discipline and also includes students to the maximum extent possible. So what does it mean to include the students in every way possible? We need to steer away from a reactive stance. We know that. A reactive stance results in excess office removals, unnecessary suspensions, and sometimes transfers to to other classes or other schools even. So classroom management needs to steer away from that reactive stance, but the opposite of the reactive stance is a proactive stance. So how do we do that? Issues would not magically disappear if we wanted them to. We know that issues will inevitably happen We even know that there's a need for behavioral intervention. Conflicts are bound to happen between students, but how do we build a proactive program of discipline, positive learning community, and how do we integrate this so that all students are included? Well, I think of this as an asset-based approach. So an asset-based approach includes and incorporates ideas from all of these programs, the Restorative Classroom Management Program, PBIS, that's Positive Behavioral Interventions and Supports, Social Emotional Learning, and Positive Discipline, as in Jane Nelson's Positive Discipline. And all of these ideas come together so that teachers can pick and choose ways to build community in the classroom. So it starts out with the mindset. So I think about the mindset and what that includes. And I think about the dynamics that need to be built in the classroom. 
classroom dynamics make a big difference. When students are repeatedly removed to offices, sent to the dean, the assistant principal, or suspended, other students are watching. This doesn't work well for students, uh, most students, but it certainly doesn't well work well for students with disabilities. Why is that? Some students with disabilities, as we know, get into an unhealthy cycle of wanting to be removed subconsciously or consciously to escape or avoid learning tasks, or they get into uh, hostile um, confrontations back and forth with the teacher, and they inevitably get removed. They sit in offices, and perhaps they get attention in a way that they um, would not have if they had to concentrate on schoolwork. And although it's these methods are meant to teach students a lesson, often what they do is distract from the intended goal, which is that the student would stay on task, um, get special attention, learn in a different way possible, maybe using the universal design for learning. When a student is removed to an office or they're sitting in an in-house suspension room, they're getting subpar instruction. And no offense to anybody in those offices or in-house rooms. It's not the same as learning in their um, least restrictive environment and getting the instruction that they deserve. So how do we integrate this into classroom management? And again, how do we create community? So our first aim is to keep students in class. So in order to do so, students must be taught the formal process of how to build skills so that they can learn how to cope, so that they can learn how to make amends for or make restitution for harm done when they have a fight or confrontation with another student or a teacher. This method is based on the restorative process. So we have to let students know that they can make a mistake when it comes to a social interaction with another student or a teacher and that they will be accepted back into the classroom and quickly brought back into the learning community so that they can finish what they're doing and meet their learning goals. So integrating the students back into the community is one way to build a community. The community have to, has to be positive, loving, accepting, and these approaches are really designed so that all the students can be learning in the maximum, uh, in the least restrictive environment, in the maximum, with maximum time on task. So these approaches are also designed to alleviate stress and bring about lasting change. Because when students are constantly sent to the dean or they are sent to the counselor and brought, uh, brought out of the class, the students have, uh, they have, they have a faulty relationship with the teacher. So what must we do to keep the students in the learning environment for the maximum amount of time? I would start out first with thinking about a classroom management plan, and I've mentioned that before in previous podcasts, that a classroom management plan is simply a design or a plan for how a head teacher or lead teacher will communicate their behavioral program. 
Now, the need to communicate this behavioral program is very important, not just for students, but for the staff that work with teachers in the classroom and the providers that come in and the assistant principals or the principal who comes into the classroom. If everybody understands what the philosophy is, what the expectations are, then, then there are minimal problems in the classroom. The, the rules don't have to be numerous, they just have to be clear, and students must know the consequences of what will happen if they do not follow the rules. They also need to know your style of how you will go about um, enacting consequences. Some teachers will have consequences that are totally imposed from the top down, while other teachers will ask a student to simply talk things out, stay after school, or maybe have a conference with them. So the, the more clear you are about the consequences, the better. A plan must communicate to all the stakeholders in the classroom and the school community. This is, again, this is not just for the students, but this is for your assistant principal, the dean, the paraprofessionals, and the teacher's assistants. As you work, the people around you who help you must be able to communicate the same ideas to the students. For example, if a student wants to use the bathroom and you know the student's pattern and a paraprofessional or a teacher's assistant is subbing for the day, they need to know your philosophy on the use of the pass and your rules if they violate the use of the pass because they may um, make uh, they may have a different philosophy and they may unintentionally make an error and let the student do something that you wouldn't let them do or the opposite they might be too strict with the students so the more you can brief people on your expectations as the head teacher the lead teacher the better so another part of devising a classroom management plan that creates community is to let your um, team members know whether you're going to use incentives or whether you're going to use specific praise or what you're going to do, not just for consequences, but for rewards, if you're going to use them. When, what happens when a teacher um, runs into a situation with a parent? Often it is because the parent does not understand the teacher's plan. And the parent might disagree with the teacher's plan, but if they don't understand it in the first place and they don't understand the philosophy, uh, they could very well be... Um, agitated, angry, and ready to complain to somebody else. If they understand what the plan is, they may not agree with it, but at least they understand what you're doing and what you're trying to achieve. So what is a classroom management plan? It's more than a set of rules or a list of rules. It's also how you view school-wide discipline and, how you, and classroom discipline and how you uh, intend to build community in the classroom. So within the plan, another thing to consider is 
who your students are. We must consider not just the weaknesses and what we need to plan for in the negative, but we need to plan to build community around the student's strengths, family values, and interests of the individuals in the classroom. Every classroom is different. Everyone comes to the table with different perspectives, and students come even with personal biases. We have to understand our students really, really well. So one thing we want to do is consider the background of the students, their culture, their, their level of maturity, their ethnicity, race, gender, sexual preference, learning style, and their interests. We want to take into consideration the whole child before we start making a classroom management plan. And in the world of um, teaching students with disabilities, this means reviewing the IEPs ahead of time and getting an idea of who our students coming in are going to be. Uh, so the, the business of creating a, an atmosphere of acceptance and a positive culture is knowing how to reach your particular students. And we talk about this in, in instruction, but we don't often talk about this in classroom management. So even though it's a really busy time of year when you first sit down and there are staff development meetings and so on, it's a good idea to get a hold of those IEPs. And if you're a general education teacher and you have students in your class that have uh, classifications, IEPs of 504 plans, don't be shy. Ask for a copy. So what happens if things go wrong? There's no magic bullet again. We have to start thinking about planning for glitches. We have to start thinking about planning for crisis management if something goes wrong. But if we start out by building a positive and proactive uh, approach to classroom management, a lot of this will um, a lot of this will be cut cut down on. It it won't be cut out, but it will be cut down on. Now again, uh, before you sit down with your paras, your teachers' assistants, and your providers. You have to kind of know the um, the rules as far as uh, the protocol, the rules of your school as far as crisis management. And once you know them as a head teacher, it's a good idea to have a mini meeting or a meeting with your uh, the people that you're going to work closely with, and to plan out what will happen to plan out how you will discipline a student if a student has a crisis, how you're all going, what roles you're each going to play, and the protocols that your school has in place. The worst thing to do is find out at the last minute what uh, you should be doing. And this is especially true if you're absent and the, uh, the paraprofessionals, the TAs in your classroom, are sort of sure what to do, but they're not fully sure what to do. So, how do we build community in the classroom? First, let it begin with me. As the head teacher, the lead teacher, I have to start sitting down and planning for my year. Next, I would sit down and plan with my team. Not just talk about assets and positive things that we can do to build community, giving points, making sure that Students are um, speaking about their feelings, uh, 
having lessons on social emotional learning when necessary, using a restorative practice to have students make amends, take accountability for their behavior, but also to sit down and talk about negative things. What happens in the event of a crisis? How do we get the student back into the room as soon as possible? What happens after the crisis? How do we become more restorative, more positive, and more inclusive after a student has been removed, suspended, after they've had a, a, a tantrum? How do we want to deal with this? The worst thing we can do is be at cross purposes with one another. So we definitely not only want to work collaboratively, but we have to be on the same page. So starting with building community with the adults and then moving to building community with the students, there are some things we can definitely do to be more inclusive. And some of the things we need to do is be able to relax with the students in terms of bringing in icebreakers so that students can get to know one another, teaching students how to speak to one another respectively, making sure that visuals in the classroom teach students that they're a teaching tool on not just the instruction, but what to do, the routines and rituals are important, how to behave, what we expect, and what will happen if they do not behave and they do behave. Again, this is very, very much age-appropriate uh, age for students with disabilities, whether they're younger or older, visuals are good, but we want to make sure that graphics are age-appropriate. And in some cases, the graphics must be very simple and understandable. In other cases, we can go a little bit into complexity. And we also have to remember to use those graphics as a teaching tool. Having them in the room, uh, standalone, it, it's great, but using those visuals as a teaching tool will really help. When a student is breaking a rule, we can look at the poster and say very little, maybe point to it or just say, I, I'm seeing that somebody in the room is breaking the rules and use uh, uh, less of our voice and more of our visuals when we can. So I've got a lot to share with you this upcoming school year. Thank you so much. My name is Klein, Liz Klein. Thanks.